Hey, everybody. I'm Jen Garrett. My passion for football and pushing boundaries has helped me to create a successful business using the same performance building principles of the world's best players. Through my Move the Ball book, workshops, and consulting work, I've used the same system to help thousands of people to think and execute like a pro athlete when it comes to business and branding. Now, I'm on a mission to help you utilize those tools and strategies to elevate your hustle and get you across the goal line. So get ready. It's time to suit up, to show up, and to move the ball. Hey, everyone. It's great to be back with you for another episode of Move the Ball. If this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you've been a part of the Move the Ball movement for quite some time, welcome back. As you all know, this podcast is all about business, branding, sports, and of course, how to move the ball. This episode is part of my special Path to the Draft series, where I'm having conversations with NFL draft prospects on their path to the draft. Now, if you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, make sure that you do so so that you never miss an episode as part of this series specifically, as well as the regular show. I've got a great lineup of guests for this season. All right. For today's episode, Inside the Huddle with us and ready to share his story and talk about his path to the draft is Chig Okonkwo. Chig is a tight end who played college football at the University of Maryland. During the 2021 season, Chig finished as the team's second leading receiver with 52 receptions for 447 yards and a team best in receiving touchdowns with five. Chig also ranked second in receptions by a tight end in Maryland program history. And we will talk about his college football career, what he's been doing to train prior to the combine, the combine itself, and so much more. Chig, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm excited to chat with you. It feels like forever since I first talked with you about having you to come on. So I'm glad that we're chatting today. Let's kick off our conversation just talking about how did you get into football? You grew up in Georgia. Tell us about the first time you picked up a football. Yeah, actually, so tennis was actually my first sport that I played in life. My dad put me and my sisters in tennis. And then whenever I was on the playground, though, at recess with my friends, I'd always play football. And I was like the best player out there, but I didn't play. And I didn't even realize it was like a, a team at the time. I was just out there running around. I was like, this is fun. One of my friends invites me out. He's like, come play football. So I'm like, okay. So I go. We're like seven years old. I go out. First ever season, I played uh, O-line. And the second, then I uh, started watching so much football. I started like just absorbing football. Like I started falling in love with the sports. So I started watching football. And at the time, I was like, I remember watching Reggie Bush. And I was like, whoa, this guy is the greatest thing ever. And then... <laughs> I wanted to play running back. So I was like, no, nah, coach, I, I can't play online anymore. Coach, I got I to play running back. So I started playing running back. I scored my first touchdown ever. And the rest is really just history of how much I fell in love with the game. And was there something specific about the game that really excited you and made you fall in love with it? Or was just the whole thing in general? Just the whole thing in general. Just like being a part of a team is just awesome. And being a part of a team, achieving goals is just really fun. A lot more fun than just, just playing solo, a solo sport like tennis. For sure. And for me, I mean, I've been a student of the game of football since I was four years old, fell in love with it then. And I wrote about a lot of different principles in my book, Move the Ball, uh, principles that I think are necessary or important from the sport to help you be successful in life. And so I'm curious from your perspective, what are some of the things that you've taken away from the game that you think are going to be helpful for you as you continue on your journey to being a professional football player, as well as just to be successful in life overall? Especially when you're in a team setting, just like just knowing how to be a part of a team, you got to know your people and in, ins and outs. That's uh, the best ways to, you know, cooperate. Facing adversity, football, you got to face a lot of adversity. And that's just, that just helps within, in life in general because you just learn how to control it, how to control your situations better. And then I'd say 
the networking too, honestly, football, like you get to meet so many people. I mean, I, I was talking about it like at the end of my college career, uh, just thinking of how uh, many, I was thinking back at how many things that we got to do, like since we were here, how many like great people we got to meet, like Michael Phelps, we got to get on the Gordon Ramsay show. Like I was thinking like college football is just a, an amazing tool to use to just meet people and, you know, get your name out there and just, we have all these things at our fingertips. And that's one thing that I definitely say it's going to help in the future. I'm glad you bring up networking. No one's ever brought that up yet that I've had on this series. And it's so important because your network is really going to help you determine your success in life and the opportunities that come. And so to your point, when playing college football gives you an opportunity to connect with so many, so many incredible people. And so the fact that you're thinking about that today and you know how you can continue to build on that and capitalize that as you go forward, I think is outstanding. So you play tight end. When you look at the tight end position, what skills do you think are necessary to play that position well? You got to be tough. That's the first thing. You got to be selfless. Tight ends a selfless position. You got to be very smart. There's no dumb tight ends. Yeah, that's really it. And then just having the natural ability, you know, to be able to catch balls and run all. So let's say tight end is probably the hardest position after quarterback. And what do you think makes you elite? Definitely my versatility. I can play many different positions. Like in the season, I played out wide. I played in the slot. I put my hand in the dirt, played in the wing. I played in the back foot of running back. Like I've t- taken handoffs. I've caught screens. I've passed blocked, run blocked, front side. So when teams you know, come to draft me, they're going to see that you're getting a very unique player in the draft. That's what I think my greatest strength is. Love it. And something I want to talk about is, you know, I think the experiences that we have in our life shape us into who we are. And we have something in common in that we both lost our dads in unexpected ways. You were in high school when that happened for you. Can you share with us, like, how did losing your dad impact your life and play an influence as you continued on? Yeah, it was definitely tough. Just I feel like it made me mature a lot faster than my peers around me. I just had to, you know, step up. A little quicker, uh, and I just had to be very wary of like the way I went through uh, life because I, I just didn't want to like you know put my sisters and my mom in a, any type of bad situation, like worrying about me because you know like when you know a dad passes away from home, like the boy becomes you know a target. So yeah, man, that situation definitely created who I was really because it just made me. I just think my dad for when he was here, like all the times he taught me because like, everything he taught me, like I it's still like etched in my memories, burned in my mind, and. Losing him, it just made me want to stop goofing off and do all those things a lot earlier than a lot of other kids would have to do. Sure. Yeah. When you lose, when you lose a parent, especially, it really changes your perspective on things and kind of how you, what you choose to focus on, what you don't focus on anymore. And it, it just, it shapes you in just a different way. Yeah. So let's talk about you playing college football at Maryland. When you look at your college career, tell us about what were some of the more impactful or influential moments that you've had through your career playing college football? I would say um, definitely our, our first game ever. We went out and beat Texas. We did that for Jordan. That was definitely a big, big game. Then I would say the bowl game is also very a very special moment for me in my career just because like what it took to get there over the, over the years of losing and the years of people leaving, transferring, and just sticking through and just believing and trusting the process and finally making it to a bowl game for the first time in five years. So that's definitely a big one. And then just all the other moments that, you know, outside of football too, like locker room moments, those are things that I miss, really. 
Sure. And, you know, part of winning in both life and in football is all about overcoming adversity, overcoming obstacles. And you ended up missing the 2020 season, recovering from myocarditis. Can you talk to us about that recovery process and also how being out for that season helped you to be a better player for when you returned? With that process, they told me the only thing I could do to heal it was really rest. So it was really weird having to just sit down and rest and try to recover your body because usually, you know, you can see the injury that you have and then you can rehab it and you can like watch the progress. But with the heart, they're like, yeah, man, you can't see it, but you just got to trust that it's healing. So I listened to the doctors. They want to rush it back. Luckily, you know, well, luckily and unluckily, there's a pandemic going on. So they're talking about canceling the season, shortening the season. So I feel like I wasn't really missing that much. But um, I came back in October after six months. It was That was October. And then I did my stress test. And uh, they didn't find any extra beats. They found my rhythm was fine. Did more echoes, uh, cardiac MRIs. And they told me they think that I was good to go to start back training. So then I started back training. First workout back, I threw up, which is kind of funny because it's like I've never thrown up in my life in a workout. And so I first went back and threw up. And then I'm just with the team throughout the spring uh, lifting session. And it's just like, it's really hard getting back in shape because from being out for that long, I didn't realize how bad it was going to be. but yeah, you know, I just tough through it. And then by like summertime, I was feeling like myself again. Or the end of spring, I was feeling like myself again. And then getting back in fall, you know, versus history. And yeah, you had a great year this past year. Ended up ranking first among all Big Ten tight ends in receptions and conference games, second in touchdowns. Talk to us about what were some of the things that you think really helped you to have a great year this past season? Definitely just being able to focus more, I would say. Since, uh, since I graduated, I had a ton of more free time because my master's was online and it was asynchronous. So I had, I had to turn everything in by Sunday. So I just tried to, you know, simulate what it was like being a pro before, you know, getting there. And it was very cool, like, to see, like, how much free time I had to really lock in and, like, you know, get extra film work, get extra treatment so my body is right, you know, really plan my meals accordingly and sit down and, and really put healthy stuff on my plate and just thinking more and just being able to visualize more my success. And I feel like that really helped me just having all that free time. And your final college football game, what was that like playing the last game as a college football athlete? I just felt very grateful. I felt very grateful for, uh, you know, my decision and the people I got to meet. I'm just looking around at the end and thinking like, dang, now I'm onto another path. So I was just very grateful for all the people I got to meet, all the teammates I got to play with, all the places I got to go, you know, all the laps I got to have. And that's what, that's what I really felt at the, at the end of the last game. And you're on the path now to the 2022 NFL draft. And you ended up competing in the East-West Shrine Bowl game that was out at Allegiant Stadium. Yep. Talk to us about, you know, what the week of practices were like, interviewing with teams, the game itself. How was that experience for you? Man, dude, it was long. <laughs> those days were so long. They were like, those days were like camp days. So we would wake up, you know, super early. You get to, get to practice then you come back. You uh, watch film for a while, and then you got interviews for like three hours, four hours with teams. And after that, you got dinner, more meetings, and you have your like a player meeting. So we wouldn't get done until like till like nine o'clock there. Our days started at six, so it was definitely cool to see what like a simulated camp schedule would you know would be like. And I know that you were a standout during the game all week at practices as well. Uh, let's talk about that first day of practice. You ended up having a, a great one-handed catch, uh, scored a touchdown. Tell us about that. So my goal out here was to just really prove what I could do. 
and all the things that, you know, scouts were talking about that they wanted to see more. So just being able to get out there and really run routes one-on-one and just show them that I'm a, a mismatch. I'm glad I was able to do that there. I think I had a, a lot of success showing them showing them that. So, yeah, that those practices were very beneficial too, honestly, because you, you get to get paired with a coach immediately. And he gets to get a feel for you. So like we had the Colts coaches. So those guys got to be around us for three to four days and actually get a feel for us, what type of player we were, you know, how we are as a person. Well, that was big there. In the game, I actually did not play in the game because I had a AC joint sprain at the end of the season that I was still rehabbing. And I felt like it was better to not play in the game and, and risk like hurting before the combine. Sure. And let's talk about the combine. I mean, you definitely were a standout in, in the combine as well. You're the fastest tight end in the 40-yard dash, 4.52 seconds. So well done. And if they were sleeping before, they were definitely awake after that. How, how did that feel being the fastest guy of your position group out there? Uh, it felt weird. It felt good. But like for months ago, I already, I already knew I was going to be the fastest tight end. So my goal was, I had my own like separate goal. I was to go 4-4. So I was very mad that I uh, didn't hit it. I was hitting four fours in training, but I want to hit it so bad here, but I didn't get to hit it. But yeah, it feels uh, kind of bittersweet. I'm happy about it, but I'm also pretty bummed out about it. I understand. We tend to be our, our harshest critic too. So it's easy for us to get that on ourselves, but you definitely did. Great job. Also had a 35 and a half inch vertical jump, which was a great result for, for tight end. So very well done. Definitely showed out. As you were training to get ready for the combine, tell us about your routine and what were some of the things that you were really looking at improving upon? I'll say sticking to the plan really, because we, we came down. So a typical day for us would be, we come in on Monday. And we would have speed training in the morning. And then uh, we would come back in the afternoon and then we would hit legs, strength training to work on explosion. And then we'd have everything laid out for us. So we'd have this team of ladies called Sports Stretch where they would come in every day and they would stretch us out like 30 minutes. You could get massages. We have our PT, uh, physical therapy, who's they're set up and they've got chiropractors in there. So you can, you can get adjusted like every day. And then we have a meal prep program partnered with us too. So then we got like three, we got meals every Monday, Thursday. So really for me, it was just sticking to that entire plan because I know like when you keep doing something like that over and over, it gets like monotonous and boring and you want to you want to step away from it. But I knew for like, if it's just for two months, like I can I can lock in and do one thing for two months. So that's the way I really took it. And so on this podcast, I mentioned we talk about business and branding and, you know, part of your brand is you have a hashtag, Retrigulous. How did that come to be? So it can't be in high school. I don't remember how I started it, but... I don't remember where I started from, but I just, it just came to be ridiculous. And then people uh, kept on saying it. It started off as a joke, obviously, but then like it became real. And I remember like the first game of the season, my uh, senior year, I had some dudes in the crowd, like they're painted up across their body, like ridiculous. Like everybody like painted their body. And then that's, that's when it was like really born. And uh, that's, that's funny. <laughs> What's interesting. What, what sticks, what you just come up with is just some silly idea or something for fun. Sometimes gets traction and takes off. Yeah. And so something else that's fun that I want to talk about is you have a cat. So tell us a little bit about your cat. Because every once in a while, you'll, you'll post on social media with your cat too and stuff. So what's your cat's name? And tell us something fun about your cat. Her name is Sage. And uh, this is what I think is funny about her. I really feel like she's not even my cat. I feel like anybody can just come and steal her because of how friendly she is. Hmm. Like she is so like, typically like cats are like more reserved for that, you know, they're human. But her, whenever anybody comes in, she runs to them like happy. Rubbing on, I'm like, dude, you don't even know them. She's a social cat. Yeah. So, you know, at some point, 
football will come to an end, uh, hopefully not for quite some time yet. But have you thought about what you might want to do beyond football? I definitely want to get into tech. I just started my master's in technology entrepreneurship. So I want to like, you know, get into all that kind of stuff. My Both my sisters are in tech, so I want to definitely partner with them in the future. And then just investing in like real estate, all those type of things. I, that's what I want to do. I want to make my, use my money to make more money. Great. Very smart plan for sure. So Chick, what I want to do now is run you through my two-minute drill and just ask you some fun questions. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. First question is, outside of football, what do you like to do? I like to watch anime. Big anime fan. Oh, yes. I've seen you post about that as well. It's been a little while, but but I've seen you post about anime stuff. What is one thing most people don't know about you? Oh, I'm a homebody. Super homebody. What three words would you use to describe yourself? Funny, energetic, and happy. There you go. Good words. Good words for sure. Okay. Next question is, if you had one intro song played at all of your public appearances, what would that song be? I'm the man. Okay. Next question is, what is the best piece of advice that you've been given by a coach? Be where your feet are and take everything one step at a time. Great advice. And I'm going to flip it now and ask, what is the best piece of advice that you would give someone? Don't be scared. Just, you know, just keep running the course, man. Like everybody has their own timeline. And don't watch guys around you. Like some guys, you know, I remember when guys in my class came in with, I started going to league. I started thinking, oh my God, not feeling rushed. I got I to gotta get there. Like I can't, I, I, I can't do another year. Like I, I got to do it now. So, so I say, just, you know, just run your own race, man. Don't look at other people. Just do your own thing. Love it. All right. My next question is you are hosting a dinner party and you can invite three famous people living or deceased. Who would you choose and why? Uh, young boy. He's my favorite rapper. LeBron. He's my favorite human. And then Skip Bayless. So we could just all just, just roast him. <laughs> Skip is an animated person for sure. Lastly, do you sing in the shower? I do. Are you good? I would say so. <laughs> that's that's good that you think so. Uh, as we look to close the show, where can people follow you? Follow me on Instagram at d1.chig and Twitter at chigtweets. Perfect. And we will have those in the show notes so people can follow you on your journey. Well, Chig, thanks so much for being on the show. It's been great chatting with you today. Thank you. And I wish you much success in this next chapter. And thank you to everyone for listening. If you liked today's episode, if you haven't yet subscribed, go ahead and do so. And also share this episode with someone else who you think would enjoy it. All right. Thank you so much for listening. And we will catch you next time. Until then, make sure that you suit up, you show up, and you move the ball. Thank you for listening to Move the Ball. To see more about what I'm up to and how I can help you to move the ball in your business, with your brand, or your career, check out my website at www.getinsidethehuddle.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and also join the Move the Ball Facebook group for even more content and to be a part of the Move the Ball movement.